Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. We are your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We are. And, you know, Jim, I was just thinking about today's show, and I know you're going to intro it and everything, but, you know, who doesn't love a movie that inspires you to be a better person? You love movies that make you cry. Okay, well, that too. But I'm pretty sure almost every movie tries to have that element in there for somebody. But, you know, I'm really excited um, because I, our world needs more positive entertainment that can just challenge us to be more of who God made us to be. And um, I hope that everybody gets a little peek at that today. You think anybody's ever cried on an I Work For Him show? Well, we know they have. Oh, well, we've cried on the show, that's for sure. Oh, you mean listening to the show. I don't know. So, you know, we, we've been driving people. Let's talk about podcasts for a second. Okay. Because we really want to make sure people are engaged with us on yes. a podcast. We often tell people, hey, we're on all the podcast platforms. But really, one of the greatest ways for them to get access and easily find our podcast is where? To just go to our website, iworkforhim.com. I work the number for him.com. We have tried to give you every resource on that website that you can simply click on it and and um, listen to a show right away, search for it, um, get it on your, you know, you can go to those favorite platforms right from there, but you don't have to wonder what it is. So just go to iworkforhim.com. We have a podcast tab. We have a PowerPod tab. And we have Listen Live, which those are all ways to um, hear the content that we're getting to produce each and every day. That's I Work, the number four, him.com. You know, the following show is brought to you in part because of a partnership between I Work for Him and Don Hoover and the Pocket Testament League. Pocket. How about the Pocket Testament League? Wow. Hey, my lips, I rented them and the contract must have just run out. The Pocket Testament League makes it easy for you and me to get the Word of God into the hands of our coworkers, our employees, our neighbors, and friends. Check them out online, ptl.org. Speaking of Don Hoover, Don Hoover, you're here. You've got a guest for us today. Why don't you tell us why you wanted Paul Griffin from Inspiring Films to be on the air with us today? Well, it's a privilege to be here again, and you and Martha know well enough, uh, you know my heart well enough by now to know that anything we can do that smells of participation in what God is doing in a region, uh, we just love being a part of that. And so when I had the privilege of being introduced to Paul Griffin and a good friend of his, um, co-collaborator in this whole thing back probably three, three and a half years ago, Paul, something like that. And just an amazing thing. We're having a BCN breakfast and Paul and this other funny talking guy uh, from down, down under came walking in there and said, yeah, we're here from Lancaster County to make movies. And I said, mm. of course you are because every, oh no, nobody comes to Lancaster to make <laughs> movies hardly. But anyway, so it's just exciting. Uh, another way that God is connecting people in the region and connecting us, I think, to a significant uh, initiative that will help again just to get the word of God out to mm. people everywhere, every day. Thanks, Don, and we appreciate you helping set us up here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Today, as we said, we're going to be talking today with Paul Griffin from Inspiring Films, and he's got a story that we can't wait for you to hear, but just let me just lay this up a little bit. You know, when God lays a dream on your heart, it rarely comes to life right away. Most of the time, it has to germinate, and then it appears to die a slow and agonizing death as you try to keep it alive. Then you just give up and let it die. We get mad that the Lord said something about it anyway, about this dream he's laid in our heart, and we just go back to life as it was without the dream being fulfilled. We just give up. 
Then after years of waiting and years of finally giving up all hope and trying, God resurrects our dream and casts us into a river where the water is already flowing and our dream is alive in his power and not ours. Paul Griffin is an artist in so many ways and in film since 1998. However, Paul was able to go... However, Paul was able to go full-time into his filmmaking dream in 2017 after almost 20 years of waiting for the Lord to move in this. Paul Griffin is here to share his story of working in the arts and world of entertainment. Paul Griffin, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here, Jim. (laughs) Well, we're very glad to have you. So, you know, one of the things Jim was just kind of sharing laying this up. And so we want to hear at what point in your life did you really understand that God had gifted you in the arts? Um, well, I had been uh, born in a family uh, that where art was always the conversation. My dad was a fine artist his entire life. He worked in an art-related field, which was uh, design uh, and so forth for mm-hmm. packaging and whatnot at a corporate level. And uh, so the house was always full of paintings that my dad was doing. He was having shows and so forth. And I learned how to paint from my dad, so I didn't need to go to art school. Um, so from an early age, uh, I had been involved, I guess you could say, my whole life in hmm. art. <laughs> But your life wasn't in art. I mean, you Correct. did you did um, design work, then you did landscaping work, then you did kitchen work. I mean, you got you got some pretty varied background. Right. How did you realize? I mean, twenty years ago, you wanted to get involved in the films. Now you're doing it full time. There was eighteen years in there where you weren't doing full time films. That's right. How, how did you wrestle wrestle through that? Because a lot of people get that passion laid on their heart, and then it doesn't come to fruition right away. Sure. How did that work for you? Well, there's two things. Uh, obviously, it's God's timing, and then, of course, there's the practical application of it. It had been in my heart to do this, actually, since um, I can pinpoint it. Uh, Christmas Eve, 1995. Uh, We were at a friend's Hmm. house staying overnight uh, for a Christmas celebration, and there had just come some news um, out in one of the trade publications about another film being done about uh, Moses, I believe. And I said to my wife, why is it that whenever these filmmakers do a film, a biblical film, it's either about Moses or Jesus or Jesus or Moses or Moses (laughs) or Jesus. So why don't they ever do anything spectacular like the story of Elijah, which is a spectacular biblical um, uh, drama, if you will. Mm -hmm. And she said, why don't you do it? And at the time, I had been involved heavily in video production for churches and so forth. And so that became a challenge that maybe sometimes she regretted. <laughs> um, she sent us a note today and said she wanted to talk about that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, quite honestly, I began to look into the industry because I did have this passion about seeing the story of Elijah told in a very grand way, like the story of the Ten Commandments of Moses. And uh, so I began to immerse myself in the business. I spent a lot of time uh, on the West Coast meeting various uh, producers and directors and so forth and people involved in the industry. And uh, then I hired uh, in 98 a top-notch screenwriter to write me a script based on the story of Elijah. And uh, there were a lot of things going, swirling around it at the time, but absolutely it was not God's timing for it. Uh, It wasn't yet right for me 
um, I wasn't mature enough as a Christian to be able to take on something as huge as this, you know, to actually become a full-time person in this industry. So what happened to that Elijah script? We're 20 years later. We're, 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 did you ever get to produce that movie yet? Not yet. That would be... In a, you're talk, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about the Mount Carmel scene. Absolutely. Okay, because that that that's a pretty fantastic one. It is. Those Absolutely. of you who don't know what we're talking about? Hmm. Open your Bible. That's right. Yeah. It's out there. It's out there. <laughs> okay. Just Google Elijah on Mount Carmel. You'll find out what the scripture passage is. Yep. Exactly. All yep. right. So... There's a lot of people listening who've been given a creative gift by God. They've been given, you know, where their right brain dominates more than their left brain. And they're looking for, they're looking for uh, an opportunity to be able to put that into action and really, you know, see how that can be used in the kingdom. But most of them don't see it because, you know, the church as a whole pretty much doesn't embrace the arts. When you really look at the church, the, the, I mean, and I say the church, I'm like, as a whole, we look down on the people in the arts and entertainment world and the media world. How encourage people because they you were uniquely gifted by God with an artistic gift because I can't draw a picture. <laughs> I can't even draw a stick figure. So talk to me about that or talk to the listeners about that. Well, if, if, if um, the Lord has given you a certain gift, it's certainly uh, from him and in order to use it properly for the kingdom of God, of course, he has to be number one in the picture because he's the one who gave it to you. So if he's given you a great gift, you don't want to use it for your own self-promotion or glorifying something other than, than the Lord himself. So it's one of those things. It's his, so give it back to him. Put it on the altar. See what his will is concerning that in your life, how he wants you to use it. Um, for me, it took a very long time until I got to that spot to where I could actually immerse myself in this process. Hmm. So I want to just take that just a little bit further for the listeners, because maybe um, God has skilled them in something, but not necessarily in something that they can put a scripture on. Right. You know, how can they use the gifts that God has given them to glorify him without stamping it with a Bible verse? Is there a way to do that? Well, sure. Um, there's been many things in the Bible where, uh, for example, uh, the woman, uh, I'm trying to think of what it was, the woman with the blood issue, she mm-hmm. ran up and touched Jesus' garment and was completely healed, and she just had to have raw faith to yeah. do that. She didn't have a scripture verse she could fall back on. Yeah. And sometimes you have to move by inspiration if you're sure it's the Lord and you know it's going to glorify him and you know that there's nothing in the scriptures that's against it mm-hmm. and you're sure it's the Holy Spirit prompting you, then sometimes you just have to go out on faith and because faith is the substance of those things that you're hoping for. So we're, ta- we're talking today with Paul Griffin from Inspiring Films. Paul, there's got to be a website people can go out and check you out. What's your website where people can go look at what you guys are up to? Sure, it'd be inspiringfilmsllc.com. Inspiringfilmsllc.com. Correct, All right. yes. So how, Paul Griffin, is the Lord using your film gift today? Because it's it's matured. You know, you, you're 20 years down the road. You're in action now. I mean, you've yeah. got feet under your fire and you're moving. Tell yep. us about how's the Lord using your film gift today? When I partnered with uh, these gentlemen that I am now partnering with, I can say that 
early on he connected me to them and uh, these men are believers in Christ and I met them back around 2000 Mm -hmm. or so and uh, both of them at the time were from New Zealand and uh, but being that we we all we understood that each other were Christians in a especially back then in an industry where it was kind of hard pressed to find somebody like that uh, we connected and knew at some point we would go into business or at least work together somehow in some way. So after an incredible long story uh, and how it wove around and then slowly began to take shape uh, in this last decade, and then in the beginning of uh, 2017, we started the company. Uh, I guess you could say one of my gifts uh, that is being used right now is to have sort of a nose for great story. Mm. Um, one of the th- primary things that we're doing is we are not necessarily creating, if you will, faith films, which is stories like the uh, the uh, Irwin brothers are doing or the Kendrick brothers. They are doing a fantastic job in that realm mm-hmm. in the in the films that they are producing, and we are not intending on. Uh, moving in, uh, if you will, on their territory. Mm-hmm. Ours are could be, if I could just point out certain films that would kind of give an example. Did you see the story about William Wilberforce called Amazing Grace? Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. You can see how it was the Lord that influenced him uh, directly and through John Newton to do what he did to change culture, change government, and so forth to outlaw slavery. It's a true story. Mm-hmm. And there's no debating a true story. Right. And those are the kind of things that we're doing. Well, that's not true. In today's world, they debate true stories all the time. Truth is subjective. anymore. Well, (laughs) when it's an inconvenient truth, they argue it. Okay. Right. But you're right. right. So Amazing Grace was a phenomenal movie. Exactly. Another one would be, uh, say, the... uh, the Eric Liddell story mm-hmm. of Chariots, Chariots of, Fire. of Fire. Fantastic Man, story. that's an oldie now. Isn't that's it like now? like 40 plus years ago. Yeah, it's about right. And uh, uh, The Blind Side, that story. Sandra of, Bullock. Right, right. Wow. All right, one of her best, like that. One of her best movies. Performances. So powerful. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And that's sort of a snapshot of all the, well, about that's kind of eight stuff you're films. working on, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, about half of them are ones that I kind of ferreted out uh, that I found uh, that were out there, that stories that needed to be told. We're, uh, my partners and I were all always got our nose out looking for a great story. So you um, started to allude. So you actually have some films that have already been produced. We have one, okay. and being that the company is so new, mm-hmm. uh, what we did is just as an economic generator. Uh, last, uh, let's see, uh, I would have to go back to the beginning of the year. <laughs> we tried uh, with three different, uh, more straight up faith films. To uh, people came to us and. For various reasons, either they didn't have their financing together, mm-hmm. or um, or they we found out that it wasn't filmed in the right territory, so that we couldn't uh, access the uh, appropriate tax credit. Three films quickly came and went, and then one came to us that wasn't necessarily a film that we would call uh, a, a, um, a tentpole project. 
but it was it was just a straight up thriller but we took the script and added if you will a faith element to mm-hmm. it but it was a low budget film about 800,000 mm-hmm. and we got uh, some uh, fairly significant talent we got Natasha Henstridge to play the lead in what it What was the name of the movie? It's called Blindsided blindsided and how do people get access to a movie like that well that one is going to have a local uh, release in december here in lancaster county but then it's going to go on to one of the streaming platforms i'm not sure which one yet uh our sales agent is dealing with that right now Um, because i really want to i want to get to it before we run out of time today i want to talk about your project brave the dark tell us about what's the story it's a true story that happened in Lancaster County. Uh, us as partners, we were looking for a true story that would be a great Lancaster County local story, and it came to us through one of the writers and directors at Sight and Sound. It's a true story uh, that happened 30 years ago. Uh, a Christian uh, public high school teacher by the name of Stan Dean, uh, he's a bit of a legend in this area, especially in the eastern side of the county. Uh, he was forever looking out for hard cases, the downtrodden, the underdog, and always lending a hand to try to help that person. One of those was a student of his who he had quickly discovered was living out of his car was hungry, uh, had no real family to claim, and uh, this young man was uh, had a lot of issues, a lot of anger issues and so forth. And Stan, contrary to the urgings of the school administration, took him in to his life and took him into his home. Wow. And, yeah, and things didn't get better. They went from bad to worse. Mm-hmm. He had to bail him out of jail. He had to, all these different things happen. There was violence. Um, and then after one particular blow up, this kid, his name was Nate, uh, he OD'd on drugs, jumped off a bridge. Mm. The police got him to the hospital. He flatlined and died on the table. Two minutes after that, uh, when they gave up trying to resuscitate him, as they're pulling the tubes out, Nate miraculously came back to life. He sat up in the table gasping for air. He said himself he felt like suddenly he was coming up out of a pond or something. Wow. And God gave him his life back. And uh, to kind of cut to the chase, that young man today is uh, about 50 years old and is one of the top people at Sight and Sound Theaters. Mm. <laughs> So Brave the Dark is that one. So as you, when is that, when do you think that'll be done being produced and ready for film? 2020, 2021? We will have it shot in 2020 uh, in the autumn. It happens in the uh, early part of the school year. So the director wanted to stay with that. So then it will go into post-production through the winter. And uh, so it will have a release in 2021, Mm -hmm. uh, probably around the middle of the year. What are you hoping the Lord will do with that kind of a project? Two things. It's going to point young people to the fact that especially those that are having a particularly hard time in their lives that there is hope there is a way out uh you don't have to end it all you, uh, drugs isn't the answer and all these things and number two mm-hmm. um the teacher is speaks to all of us who can be mentors to look out for those kind of people to not give up on those that society has given up and to reach out pick them up and be that good samaritan that jesus told us Mm -hmm. to be and that's exactly what stan did and he not only saved nate's life uh, and his 
and his, his purpose in life, but he did it to many, many other people. Right. The stories I hear about standing Just blowing one story. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't it be yeah. amazing if that a movie like that, I'm sure this is part of your heart's desire, is that it became contagious, that yes. people said, I want to be like that, and Absolutely. I can make a difference. Amen. So what has the Lord taught you during this process of, of producing this movie and pulling and it all together? Pulling it together. Patience. <laughs> Uh, I would say patience, uh, because uh, like anybody, especially creatives, oh, good, let's do it now. The Lord wants us to do it now, you know, and yet you find out that, uh, you know, God's schedule is not ours. And we have to be patient and wait until all the right elements are in place. Mm -hmm. And then not only can it be done well and done right and done with quality, but it will be his timing. Amen. We don't want to get ahead of God's timing. Paul Griffin with InspiringFilmsLLC.com. Thanks for being on I Work for Him today. Thanks for sharing just a little bit of your story. We look forward to Brave the Dark. We want yes. to interview that crew when that movie is done. It's Absolutely. the ultimate impacting. That would be wonderful. All right. Thank you for being on the show today. Sure. Check them out online, InspiringFilmsLLC.com, InspiringFilmsLLC.com. You've been listening to I Work for Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace. It's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work for Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him Nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at iworkforhim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iworkforhim and online iworkforhim.com. I work the number four, him.com. 